0: M- Merkel. media are we living in stranger things how real is stranger things
1: in my humble opinion i think stranger things is a scaled back version
0: this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed but no one was supposed to talk about it i saw three long bony fingers
1: reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear
0: when he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They
1: basically decapitate him got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12-gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg.
0: And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed.
1: I reach my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is The Confessionals at The Confessionals That's The Confessionals at The Confessionals Or go to the website, The Confessionalspodcast.com, Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way, it works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, hit The Confessionals Podcast.com. That little join button in the upper right hand corner is there for your pleasure hit join become a member and you can get access to every thursday's member episode the tuesday shows ad free and the overtime shows like we had last week all that's waiting for you as a member so if you are interested in more of the confessionals in your life hit up the confessionspodcast.com hit the join button and become a member today all right friends listen we got this is the last week i'm talking about this And some of you might be like, thank God, this is the last week I'm talking about this paranormal roundtable presents first annual dogman slash cryptid conference. And that's because it's this weekend. So if you're listening right now and you've been, I don't know, should I go? Should I not go? Listen, if you don't got plans and you're within a five to six hour drive of Paris, Tennessee, why not? Come on out to the first annual Dogman Cryptid Conference and meet me and other great speakers. And we're going to be talking about your favorite topics, cryptids and dogman. What is better than that? Not much. So if you want and you're bored this coming weekend, come on out to Paris, Tennessee. Get your tickets in the description below. There's a link right there. Just click it. Get your tickets. Come on out to Paris, Tennessee this Saturday and get your cryptid fix on all right, friends, listen, we have Dave Zed coming on the show today from Generation Zed Podcast. I first met him a few months back on the Union of the Unwanted podcast where they had a panel. We were talking UFOs and he was just dropping knowledge more than I had seen in very long time. And so when I wanted to do a show about CERN, I was thinking, you know what? That guy dropped so much knowledge that he might know something about CERN boy, did he ever. This guy is like a savant on anything that we talk about on this show. I promise you guys, you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Dave. So let's get to Dave right now. All right, today we got Dave Dave Zed on the show. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm doing
1: great, man. Thank you so very much for having me. And let me just say that I am a huge fan of your show and what you discuss, mainly because I want to say with the utmost respect, I think that your show is one of the few um, that really finds a way to merge the anomalous what's called anomalous high strangeness with the paranormal. And if I could just say right off the bat, I'm of the humble perspective currently that what we call paranormal activity, poltergeist activity, ESP, extrasensory perception, and uh, not just the UAP UFO topic, but the entire apparatus of what we're living in called reality are literally one and the same. So thank you so much for, for even reaching out a few weeks ago as you did. And I'm truly very honored to be here.
0: Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you're here. And like I said before we started recording, I'll send you the check in the mail to say the nice things about me. I really do appreciate you <laughs> (laughs) following through on our agreement. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I mean, you mentioned that I, I, I contacted you a few weeks ago. So, so the audience knows, uh, I, I stumbled across your Instagram and then a few days later, you and I are both on the union of the unwanted show that's, uh, hosted by, uh, four different podcasters and a fantastic show. People should check it out. Uh, great guys, but we, we, I forget what we were talking about. I guess the, the topic was, uh, oh, it was the uh, the hearings about the UAPs and the UFOs and stuff, and uh, I came on and I was like, you know, I, I always, when I come to a group show like that, I just kind of hover in the background to begin with. It's just my style. Like it's like, I, I'm like that at parties. Like I walk into a room and you're going to find, like, if you want to find me, you're going to look in the corner of the room. Cause I'm just like observing, you know, like I, it takes me like an hour or two to kind of ease up and calm down and just be like, okay, all right, it's time to, to relax a little bit. And so that's what I do on these group shows. And so I'm just kind of listening and stuff. And you and a couple of other guys were just going off and, and I was like, these guys are saying things that I don't even understand. So I'm just here to listen. Like, and, and uh, I was, I was really impressed by a lot of the guys. Uh, Sean Stone, I think was there. And he, he told me he'd yes. come on the show and I got to talk to him about that. I got to reach out to him. And I recently in the last two weeks just started recording again in the new studio. Um, but uh, I reached out to you because we were talking about the UAPs, UFOs. You say UAPs, I always say UFOs. I'm like I'm I'm like uh very anti UAP terminology just because I'm like it's a hijacked term. Uh but uh I um I reached out to you on just like a whim and you said, yeah, I'll come on. And what I reached out to you about was CERN. And I wasn't sure, I really wasn't sure if you really had things to say about that, but you just struck me as a guy that just knew a lot about a lot. And so I was like, <laughs> let me just, let me just reach out to him. And it it, it kind of, this whole thing is spawned. Now the, the audience needs to understand that. I, I've talked about CERN over the years, uh, but it's been a long, long time. I've maybe mentioned it here and there throughout episodes as just a, you know, oh, yeah, CERN has Shiva, you know, or something like that. But right. uh, I am I, I have the list here. Episode 57, I did CERN. I just called it CERN with Gary Wayne. And we did a CERN episode. That's years ago. And then uh, recently for episode 458, I did Georgia Stone CERN, and MIB, which was really a general just sit down conversation I did with my friend and just kind of went everywhere. Uh, so this is actually right. the very first episode I'm doing on CERN uh, that's for CERN uh, and of that kind of topic. And it's spo- I want to give this guy a shout out. His name is Junior Alvarez. And uh, I posted on Instagram or on my Twitter and I took a screenshot and posted on the Instagram at Poland people asking them uh what they wanted a certain show on and stuff and i and cern was in there and he's like i think he said something like what is a cern or something like that and i was like oh oh you you You're getting CERN now because, uh, my friend, you need to know what CERN is. (laughs) Right, right. To to, to
1: Mr. Alvarez, I don't mean to be laughing at you, sir. It's just, again, it's, it's actually, I would dare to argue it's probably better these days that we don't know what CERN is. It speaks to that whole, you know, blissful ignorance concept. But yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was such a... It was such an innocent question It, it like because you, you've seen it on social media. You get trolls and stuff and, and you know, they say things that, that are tongue in cheek. But this was just like, hey, CERN sounds interesting, but what is it? And I'm just like, for you, you just spawned an entire episode because if you don't know what CERN is, there's other people like you and people need to know. And because uh, I think that CERN actually is something that has a, a big reason as to why the world is the way it is today. And so I, I just, um, I wanted to have somebody on and uh, I, I've reached out to you and you said you'd come on. So thank you very much for that. And uh, with that said, Dave, what is a CERN?
1: Well, first off, let me just say to, to yourself, uh, Tony, as, as you know, because we spoke before we recorded, but more so to your audience specifically, that what we do here, I'm, uh, my name is Dave Zed. Um, I'm the uh the, the creator and and host of the Generation Z podcast ZED on uh YouTube uh Apple Podcasts Spotify and what we do uh is basically we don't claim to pursue any particular path in specific pertaining to who's right versus who's wrong because, but rather what we do is we try and find a way to take all of the metaphorical slices of that metaphorical pie or pizza and bring it all together in a way that not necessarily reinforces people's confirmation bias, but more so provides an integrated system of sorts. And And the reason I bring that up is because this speaks to the whole concept of the paranormal and, and CERN. And so before I delve into CERN specifically, one thing I would like to say, if I may, and I think this will resonate quite avidly with your audience, Tony, is that when we look, for example, at what's called the paranormal... Forgive me for splicing hairs here, but let's take a look at that word for a second. Para means unknown or something, you know, phenomenological, normal. So it's, it's not normal. That's essentially the word paranormal. Now, when we look at the concept of things like, let's say, uh, you know, the, the quote unquote nuts and bolts science, as people say, people are always saying, where is that merging point between the paranormal or the the woo, as they call it, whether it's UFO or high strangeness, skinwalker, you name it, and the academic community, the scientific community, where's the merging point? Now, if we dismiss the stigmatization and the dogma and all of that, you will find within academic peer-reviewed papers, and you will find certain individuals within the academic community of STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, that if you go to the right people, You will have a very interesting conversation about UFOs, paranormal, you name it. Because what I have personally found is that let's take a look at something like this for a moment. When people say, "Oh, I saw something with the corner of my eye," or "I saw my, uh, you know, a deceased, um, unfortunately deceased lover," and I they they appeared in in a sort of a we call it a spiritual form because we have no other way to to to, you know liken it to. Um, But I would say. And I could be very wrong, but I would say currently, at least on our show, particularly on our Patreon, we're pursuing the concept of plasma being this type of medium or gaseous state that allows for the quote unquote paranormal realms or worlds into to merge into what we call the quote unquote nuts and bolts physical. And the reason I bring that up is let's use a very simple example, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, that. For some, you know, this speaks to the, the propagandization of the, the labeling of, of stigmatization and, and verbiage. If you say there's, um, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide in the garage, say so you say that to your wife, your husband, oh, you know, okay, oh, honey, open the garage, you know, let it, let it cool out the whole, let it air out, all that kind of stuff, because maybe the car was on for too long. That's accepted like it's nothing. But the second you, someone says, well, I had a smell of a, of a, of a deceased, uh, you know, family member and I saw them and they kind of look like the similar form of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. We then immediately, everyone goes, no, that's a figment of your imagination. So it's like, hold on a second. We look at the academic literature in the scientific community and we find up until very recently, there was little to nothing on things like, um, uh, uh, uh ball lightning, plasma, all of that. We then have, for example, Salvatore Paez, who, um, who's known more commonly as, if you type in on Google, the UFO Navy patent guy. And he recently went on a show and he talked about how he said he cannot, obviously for you know national security reasons and all of this, he cannot say how the craft operates. But what he said was, these were based on allegedly leaked patents that the Navy then retracted. He said, you cannot achieve these types of, uh, you could say densities or succession of what we call anti-gravity with solids but you can with plasmas now one thing i find quite peculiar is that when you look at a black hole or a wormhole in a particular uh, uh you could say a radar filter what you'll find is that you see what are what look like you could say white spiraling cones coming from all over outside of the wormhole the black hole you name it and i'm i'm getting i'm leading up to certain you'll see in a moment. This then speaks to the concept of a spiral. If you look at ancient Sumer, ancient Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, the Egyptians would say, "Father, time fears the pyramids because it seems as though you look, for example, at ancient Mesopotamia, you look at the Vatican today there's the pine cones constantly with the pine cones there's a re um, people say that that's an interpretation or a, a, a you know representation of some type of ideological uh you know uh, symbolism or meaning. I, uh, who am I to say that's wrong? I could, could very well be. However, one thing I've noticed is that if you look at the schematics of the way in which CERN was built in Switzerland, which is also directly over top of an alleged what we call ley line, there seems to be an identical, uh, you could say, Construction based apparatus or paradigm, or you could say blueprint rather, that was sort of copied from what we, the reality or archetype of the world we live in. Now, what is CERN in layman's terms? They claim they're smashing particles together very quickly, uh, having to do with light and sound, photons and phonons and all of this, and the oscillations and vibrations of this, of sound and light to be able to discover new particles. I'm going to be very blunt with you. In my humble perspective, I think it's like many other people. I think it's a Stargate, largely because of the scientific uh, and academic literature that I've been reading into that is there in the public domain, but it's not addressed within certain aspects of say, for example, the the military industrial complex, the military media complex, you name it. So this speaks to the concept of, well, if you can't disprove something because it's true, but we don't wanna tell the masses about what we're really doing, just attack it or dismiss it. And so CERN is essentially on the surface, they claim the Large Hadron Collider, they're smashing particles together very quickly. Now, I then think of something like this to speak to your audience, Tony. Einstein said nothing can go faster than the speed of light. I don't think he's exactly wrong, but I think nothing physical can go fast. Nothing dense can go faster than the speed of light. But I think we can, our soul can. Now, what do you mean by our soul? The chi, the prana, the, the, whatever you want to call it. I don't claim to have a, a, a solidified dead on answer of that, but it's sort of like I gave this example in a, a Twitter spaces, uh a, a room that I was doing yesterday evening. And, it's, think of you are born in a car, for example, and someone's painted over the door handles of that car uh, that to, to give the illusion that you can never get out of the car. It, shitty example, but let's roll with it. You're, the second you're born, you're born in the car and your whole life you're driving around in that car and you don't know that you can leave it. You want to approach, uh, you drive up to a McDonald's drive through one day and you realize that your car is too wide to fit through the drive through right? But then you realize, hold on a second, let me reach for where the handle would normally be because someone's given the illusion to pretend that you can never leave that car. And you realize, hold on, it looks like there's no handle here, but when I touch it, there is. And then you realize that you can get out of the car. And then once you get out of the car, you realize that you are small enough to fit through that McDonald's drive-thru by walking through it. I think in this example, the car is our physical body. The soul, the chi, the prana is us leaving the car if that makes sense. And so forgive me for jumping all over the place, but I think what we're seeing here with CERN, when you look at the blueprints, is of the way in which the structure is occurring underground. We're seeing a pine cone type spiral blueprint schematic, which is in the public domain within OSINT, as it's called, open source intelligence, if you will, that shows the way in which it's built. Now, there's something called in the the scientific community called the Aronoff-Bohm effect, where when you run a neutrino beam through a closed state of temperature or you know a confined state of whatever you're looking to induce electromagnetically or otherwise you'll find that there there's a way to, to sort of stabilize this type of you know phenomenon by running a neutrino beam through the center what's interesting is this it's been claimed publicly that neutrinos exist but they're not strong enough to carry information this is where i think your audience and yourself tony will resonate i think we we can. Our intent can. There are uh, there are now papers coming out in the academic literature, for example, one by Ezio Gagliardi and Gina uh, Mondini called DNA Modification Through Remote Intent. Now, the question then becomes, what's the difference between that telekinesis, you know, what uh, Ingo Swan and Dr. Hal Pudoff did in the 70s, being able to fluctuate the temperature on the other end of the room when you were inside a Faraday cage? It's just in my humble opinion, it's the it's the alteration of verbiage to attempt to give a different, you know, visual depiction to the people when it's really the same thing overall. I think what CERN is doing is that but on a much larger scale relative to that of the planet, the same way that it's been hypothesized that psychotronics are conducted on into the average, you know, everyday American, for example. I think what CERN is doing is, dare I say. I say this very carefully, but a larger aspect of extrasensory psychotronic influence over the planet, essentially, if that makes sense. And I think what we're seeing is a is a movement of and I want to be clear to your audience. I am just as I'm just like yourself. When I hear people say quantum consciousness, the hell does that mean? Right. Because right. everyone throws these words straight. Let's be straight up here. Everyone throws these fucking words around. We don't know what's going on. Like, we, we don't know. Everyone says, oh, you know, the the, quanti- the quantization of the quantum particles and the consciousness. Okay, well, let's, you know, let's zoom in a little bit. So, it, well, for example, when we look at numbers and shapes and all of this, we have single, double, triple, and then quadruple, quad. There's the Q-U-A. From an etymological perspective, I take quantum as that, completing the four, you could say, corners of that square. And I think that speaks to the ancients talking about, uh, you know, squaring the circle. I think this speaks to the alleged uh, worship of Saturn, the planet of Saturn, which, by the way, there is academic literature from a frequential uh, point in time that would be able to substantiate that, again, remote intent towards a particular focus or target that each human is individually in in a sovereign sense focusing on does in fact emit bioresonant frequencies that just so happen to travel in a more narrow fashion towards what you're focusing on i think cern is that except on a much larger scale and i think what we see those those dances those rituals uh before the the large hadron colliders turned on the the uh shiva the destroyer that symbol being there i think that is a form of what's called in in the physics or you know mathematics community postulating an axiom via that of partial derivatives within you could say um within certain bidirectional infolding and now let me sum that up in layman's terms because i'm not trying to get all with the big words and stuff essentially when someone says postulating an axiom it's it's basically saying we start here that's that's all that basically means and and the reason i want to bring this up brothers because I think we've gone on far too long as a society, and me being guilty of this as well, feeling that these people on Wall Street, these people in the scientific community, these people here or there, only they can do what they do. Let them do, you know, let's go stick, let's go to our jobs, let them do what they do. You see what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I would say that it's the complete opposite. We need as many people working together, collaborating as possible. That has been a form of, uh, you could say, propagandization to butcher like a pizza, the academic field. You have, you know, say you're an engineer and I'm a physicist, for example. You're an engineer, Tony. Stay in your lane. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a physicist. You see what I'm saying? And then it that devolves into human ego. And I think that devolvement of of, of arguing deepens the matrix. And the matrix, I, I use that loosely. You could say, you know, the reality we're in, the simulation, whatever you want to call it. I think ultimately that is what CERN harnesses. Arguments, intent, thoughts, thought forms—what's called, you know, egregores, neurological form constants. I think CERN is a a multi-pronged um, tool, if you will, and I just like any other tool. I don't think it is good nor bad. I think it's who's behind the control room and what, what, which way they lean it. So that's my um, that's my two cents on CERN. It, forgive me for the rambling, and and I wanna again. Thank you. Thank your audience for, for sticking through that. But hopefully that's um, a little bit of a different perspective on, on what's going on there. People say CERN is opening up portal Stargates. I would I would agree with that relative to everything I just described. And maybe more, maybe less. Maybe I'm off a bit. Maybe I'm totally on the money. I don't know. But that's that's my take.
0: all right friends today we're going with simply safe on the first commercial break here and that's because we have to go with simply the best the best security system you can get for your home or office in my case listen friends I have been working in my own office space outside of the house for a few weeks now. And since doing that, I have been extremely nervous because I've never let my equipment out of my sight. It's always been in my house with Simply Safe protecting it. And that's why we have Simply Safe being armed here at the office as well. Cameras everywhere, window door sensors everywhere. Dispatch hooked up, 24-7 professional monitoring. Ain't nobody getting in this studio without the police knowing. And guess what? The police are right next to my studio. They could walk over here in case there's an emergency. So I am feeling super Simply Safe secured here at the studio with all my gear inside of it. And you friends should feel the same way. Even if the police aren't right next to your house, you want to make sure you and your family are safe and secure to go. And that is why we have Simply Safe as our longest standing partner here on The Confessionals. So right now you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom slash confessionals. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafecom slash confessionals, get that free indoor security camera, get the 20% off and live happily ever after and sleep so much better at night. So then with what you just described with the thoughts, uh, do you think that that then has because i mean i haven't really even talked about this a whole lot over the years uh because i i think i think there's so much like there's so much uh wishy-washy with it that you really can't peg it down but with the thoughts uh and cern what does does that have in your mind have a correlation to this idea of the mandela effect then with what people are experiencing globally and these these different memories people are having is cern kind of like
1: okay yes absolutely now i I thank you for asking that brother because now i'm going to do something i'm going to say something that i say in good faith but i also respectfully would like anyone to attempt to debunk or disprove what i'm about to say here and i want to be clear i didn't think of this come up with it first everywhere you look is a right angle everywhere somebody looks is a right angle now why do i say that what does that have to do with cern and the mandela effect well if we go back to the 1800s, what we'll find in mathematics, particularly Henrik Lorentz, he, this is named after the Lorentz 90 degree right angle vector states that are used in mathematics, right? And in physics and engineering and all of this, we don't always, the vector state, the 90 degree right angle is what makes up everything all around us. This speaks to then the concept of simulation theory, wherever you look, it only loads up wherever you look based on your, again, that concept of the the 90 degree right angle and sort of like loading up a, a part of the, you know, the video game in the environment. The reason I bring this up is because I think relative to what we call the ley lines, not the not the Nazca lines, but the ley lines. And it's been also debated, which I don't disagree with, that there's been attempts to, you know, um, it, bullshit and lie by certain government bodies to disseminate info on the internet about where the ley lines are versus where they aren't and you know to try and fool people so they don't really go to the actual ones. Point being is that relative to the ley lines of the planet the the alleged natural ones I think that speaks to what what's called um Riemannian uh manifolds Riemannian geometry which is non-Euclidean which means not straight. That's all that simply means which is elliptic, hyperbolic, all of that. And I think what we're seeing there is the mandela effect relative to the way in which we observe and understand standard modeling in algebra and physics as 90 degree right angles i think what we're seeing there is the the remnants of some type of enablement in an esoteric sense coming from cern and then disseminating onto the planet and the the tips of those right angles are the ley lines and so it's kind of like the forgive me for not giving as, as good of, of a depiction as i have in my head visually but every time we could say a stargate a portal whatever you want to call it is opened enabled or as they say publicly particles are smashed together i think what we're seeing is a dissemination or a ripple effect in it within the 90 degree right angle vector two different parts of the planet so when someone leaves their house in the morning they You know they see someone walking their dog, they blink, they look down, they check their phone, you know, sip their coffee, they look up again. They just saw that same person walk their dog in that same motion. Meanwhile, that person should really be you know half a kilometer down, and it's like, what the hell I just saw that happen again, so like I think what we're seeing there is that of which is an um an optical and a frequential influence and i I if I could say one last thing um with respects to cutting through the crap in terms of CERN, the, the 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 esoteric, the paranormal, all of that, people say, well, how come now we're waking up, you know, or people are noticing more now, even the average person, whether it's seeing certain interesting sh- things in the sky, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, people say, oh, well, don't you know, Dave, Tony, it's, it's the age of Aquarius. You know, it's everyone's the age of Aquarius. Everybody wakes up. Well, to your point, Tony, what does that mean? What is that? You know what I'm. What does that really mean? Right. So my whole thing essentially is okay. Let's look, for example, at what seems to be the quote unquote, you know, un, not so much unknown history, but you know, sort of pushed to the side, quote unquote, high strangeness history, if you will. Um, which I think actually should be more of the normal than anything than the other way around. But what you see there is the zodiac wheel has always been time and time again from an astrotheological perspective. And we have someone on our on our Patreon as well that comes on and does a beautiful job of that. Um, from an astrotheological perspective, the zodiac wheel, regardless of where on the planet and regardless of when and who and all this, seem to be followed. Pertaining to you need to follow the you know the the processions of the equinox and all of this in order to know when to harvest, when to plant, when to to hunker out or bunker down for you know some cold that's coming. Well. I think what we're seeing with respects to CERN is sort of a double-edged sword. If there are malevolent beings or forces, human or otherwise, behind CERN, gu- uh, not just guarding, but guiding the, the direction in which the, the Large Hadron Collider is going in terms of affecting consciousness, opening portals, all of that, I think... As as like the Hermetic principles say, as above, so below. By definition, if there is bad, there has to be good, and if there is good, there has to be bad. By definition, there's no other way to. You need a focal point to compare something to. It's like if I, you know, say for example, uh, Tony, uh, you just say you made me in a laboratory and you just threw me into a party, uh, uh, someone's house party. How do I know I'm having a good time if I've never had a bad one? There's nothing to compare it to. You see what I'm saying? There's no pillar to go. Hold on a second. This is I know this is good or this is more, uh, you know, we could say um, more pleasurable because I've been in a sh- shitty situation before. Like, it's like trying to explain water to a baby who's never who doesn't know who's never seen water, let alone know what the color blue looks like. How do you explain it? Well, it's blue. OK, you you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. what does that mean? Well, oh, come on, bro. You haven't seen blue before. See, that's the most that's the farthest it goes. And so what I'm saying here is that when people talk about the age of Aquarius, and the Zodiac and all of this, I think what we're seeing there is very similar. And I brought this up on the, the the Twitter spaces last night. Very similar to say you live in New York, let's say, and you live in an apartment and New York hot summers, cold winters, the whole thing. You got your door, uh, your window open in your apartment in New York and it's freezing cold. It's Christmas time, all that you hop into bed at night, you leave the window cracked open so you feel the cold. Why one would do that, I don't know, but let's run with that example. You have one blanket over your bed when you go to sleep. Are you going to feel the cold coming in from that window, the breeze, When more, um, more prominently if you have one blanket on or if you have five layers of blankets on? You're going to feel it if you just have one on. I liken those blankets to frequencies that are being disseminated onto the planet in the end, what's called the age of Aquarius, the frequencies have lightened in their densification, if that makes sense. And I, I think, again, for those that are more nuts and bolts and are like, well, may, this may be nonsense, I would say take a look at the the academic literature pertaining to CERN and how they correlate this with lasers. It's at this point, again, I don't mean to get all woo or overly uh over the top here, but we then have to ask ourselves, what is physical? what what does that even mean forget real there's a difference what is so for example my uh my 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 bracelet here right i can i can hold this i can feel it it's interactable well let's go back to our example of carbon monoxide dioxide even plasma how come when i see someone who's been deceased and they're interacting with me i i don't for example how come they i i would have a dream of them touching me or you know, uh, let's say sitting on my lap, for example, and then I wake up the next morning and my right thigh is sore, almost as if someone was actually sitting there. But they, they seem, from my experience, they were too light, too in weight to be able to effectuate an actual feeling as if they were on my leg. And so I think what we're seeing there, Tony, is we're seeing the emergence of what we call physical objects with that of what we call plasma pertaining specifically to, because if you look up publicly on the internet, what plasma is, they won't say we it's a gas. I don't know, you know, this and that we we don't genuinely, we don't know. As a matter of fact, you look up the meaning of energy. We, we, if you really look at the problem, we don't really know what energy is either. But point being is that ultimately, I think what we're seeing is things that we call nuts and bolts and physical are just densified vibratory elements. Moving uh, much faster in a confined space to then send a bioreceptive feedback to our nervous system relative to our five senses and observables that then let our brain know, oh, you're touching something, you're holding something. But in reality, there, there that should not be the case. And I think CERN is amplifying that feeling for better or worse is not for me to say, but I think that's what's happening there. And then again, going back to the, the paranormal angle of things, well, I think that's why plasma has been and, and ball lightning and things like this have been so, um, you, I don't want to say uh, ridiculed, but uh, dismissed, ignored, uh, not funded within the scientific community. You look at the funding comes from the same set, you know, three, four bodies of of, you know, academia. So make of that as you will too. But so again, sorry for the rambling, but just to try and cover all of the different aspects of the Mandela effect, the, you know, Zodiac, Age of Aquarius, trying to put more meaning behind that is what we're trying to do here. And I could be dead wrong. I could, you know, I'm very open to someone coming in going, Dave, I think you're wrong about this, this and that. Genuinely, in, in a good faith manner, I say, okay, how, What what do you think? Genuinely, can we work together in a way to integrate this? Am I dead wrong? Do I have certain parts you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's um I think that's the best way forward because at least my personal research has found that there's no difference between what we call paranormal and UAP, Bigfoot, you name it.
0: No, I, I, I agree. I think that they So I think traditionally people have wanted to they've wanted to compartmentalize a lot of this stuff. Uh when I started this podcast, uh one of my inward goals that I had that I really didn't want At the time, I didn't talk a whole lot about, but it's just how I felt about things. I was thinking, I think a lot of this stuff is much more related to each other than we give it credit for. And uh, so, when it comes to like these creatures, people seeing where are they coming from? How do they exist? Uh, Because, I mean, for a long time, Bigfoot was just a a very physical creature. People didn't talk about the wooey type stuff with it. But now, like at least recently, as far as I can remember, uh, it's becoming much more accepted. And I think it's because we're learning and understanding how weird. The world really is around us, and it, it, people are coming to under, new understandings where they're like, "Well, if this is true over here, then I probably need to reassess how I view this over here because it it it, it can't it, it can't be polar opposites anymore."
1: To your point, it's for. I also want to say as well. For me, it's not so much the um the absence of evidence as uh, nearly as much as it is the evidence of deliberate absence why do i say that well bigfoot is seen very close to many military bases particularly united states ones situated all over the planet yep aren't there craft coming and going on those same bases you yep. ufo craft why why is there no attempted correlation to be made if any if and look i have no we also have to be willing to say we can put years into research and turn up with nothing because sometimes there truly is nothing there but we have to, I think, everything to quote um, uh, Dr. Hal Pudoff everything should be on the table until there's enough data to take them off the table mm. because it's this concept of again, we're being put within a system. I, I, I Forgive me, I don't mean to fear monger and, and jump over this whole we're, we're stuck and
0: all this kind of no, stuff. No, my but... people are used to me doing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pertaining to the currency system, for example, let's look at a second uh, for a second at, at money. This concept of intent of whatever you put your focus to, you know, when people say I'm setting my intent, well, okay, you're, you're personally as a sovereign human being, you know, person, spirit, whatever you want a soul, you know, mind, whatever you're choosing. It's very simple. You're choosing something to focus on. It's as simple as that. That's setting an intent. I think what we're seeing there relative to the way in which people look around and go, okay, I saw this or I I experienced it whatever that means to whatever extent, why is it that it's not being followed up on? Okay, so when it comes to money, we're being told by who? The military-industrial complex, the military-media complex. Notice it's not one individual jamming it into your head. It's an apparatus or a system that cannot be pointed to one particular individual. So none of us can go, oh, look, it's that guy or that girl you know, that's behind all of this. We're being told to use intent to give value to a currency that is purely made up of our imagination the value is imaginative it, it's it's where you know this this if enough people believe in it this bracelet could be worth a billion dollars within 2 minutes why because enough people believe in it so we're being told to use our intent to give value to something that we're then being told if we think outside of giving value to money and we think can we give value to something else is just a figment of our imagination. You see what I'm saying? It's whoever set this system up, I got to applaud him, piece of shit, but genius, because my God, like, holy crap, (laughs) you're telling us to, dude, you're telling us to basically give intent and focus on the same thing that anything you think outside of other than money is nonsense. When people say, oh, it's just a figment of your imagination. Well, imagination is another word for intent. And do we not give intent to currency? So again, this speaks to, this speaks to, uh, in my opinion, rituals, this speaks to, uh, to what extent the ritual is good or bad. I think it depends on, again, a ritual is a tool. It depends on how you lean it. So when people talk about, um, For example, we've been exploring on our Patreon lately when uh, Mr. Sean Stone interviewed uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino back in 2016 or 17. He said, Mr. Aquino, when you when you do these rituals at your temple of set and you manifest these beings or manifest whatever you you manifest, are they like, do they is it like in the movies? You know, they come up from the sigils and their beings. They it like, you know, the the, the recent Spider-Man movie, Tobey Maguire walks through the portal like what's going on here? And mr aquino says well not exactly like that i i I think i don't think mr aquino was lying per se i think this speaks to the concept of egregores neurological form constants and the gnostic you know demiurge archon angle where you are manifesting via your intent an idea that is then disseminated into society now what would those ideas be notice that when someone's in line whether it's, you know, on a female side, Victoria's Secret for that new bra or that new lingerie or on the, you know, for on a technological side, people are lining up for that new Apple phone, that new iPhone, right? The pursuit of the product is more important or more significant and valuable to you than the actual product itself. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the experience leading up to it. It's And this also speaks to the joys in the journey in a philosophical sense, We now have computer scientists in academia going out on a limb. I got to give credit to them saying that because some of them are being attacked for saying this, that if you have an energy node and then you have a a frequency string or a transition state from one node to another or modality to another, the some have argued in their opinion, the transition state or the frequency string from one node to another is more significant than the node or modality it's going to be landing at or going to. That again speaks to the joy is in the journey, the, the 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 caduceus, if you will, in in all of the ancient cultures, the the staff is or the caduceus is life. Life never stops moving. If you see what I'm saying, yeah. and I think when you when you consider that, and then you merge the paranormal, the Bigfoot angles, at least in my view, which I, I could be very wrong, but by definition. The, it's one big pizza brother metaphor pie metaphorically you, yep. you can't have one without the other yeah it doesn't it doesn't you know so that's that's just me that's When i look at it it's like someone came and took what we call life representative of a metaphorical pizza sliced it up threw the slices all over the room and and set up a system so that we can never put the slices back together in a way where everything fits and i think that's what cern is enforcing But I could be
0: wrong. Ah, you're driving me up the wall. Listen, all right. So, first of all, joy in the journey. 100% agree with that. Uh, I, I, and and just for a practical example of that, uh, building media, building content for me is the joy of the journey. I don't right. ever want to arrive as the podcaster because I have too much fun building. It's the, it, it's the journey that I enjoy. If I ever, if I ever get to the point where I arrived, you're going to see me starting a brand new pro- Well, which I am. I'm starting a brand new projects, So take it as much you want, but I, I I like keeping my hands busy. What were you going to say? I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, 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 I, I apologize. Um, w- To your point, um, I'll I'll use myself as an example. Back in 2012 when the iPhone 5 came out, I was one of those people in line at the Apple store in, you know, Toronto, Canada, really excited. And then when I got it, and I'm 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 sure this doesn't apply to everybody, but when I when I got the product, it was, you know, it was great and everything, but here's what's interesting. Reflecting on that, doing a lot of inward reflecting like yourself. I found looking back, and I only realized this about myself recently, I was, because of how strong and avid the marketing was for the phone, I was propping up in my own mind justification for why I bought it, saying, no, Dave, this is good. No, this is good. Meanwhile, I was more excited in the line when I didn't have the phone compared to when I picked it up. Yep.
0: I, I feel the same way, like, like, and I, I that's, I, I'm same the same way with technology. Like for instance, uh, recently we ordered a new computer for the company, uh, with the films we're doing, uh, we needed something very powerful to do the 4k and be able to really expedite the process of sure. exporting and all that stuff. So, uh, but because it's such a powerful computer, we're, we're waiting two and a half, three months for it to arrive. The anticipation right. of this this supercomputer is what I've dubbed it uh, is right. is so exciting. But I know for a fact, once I get it here, I'm going to pull it out of the box, plop it on a table and just start using it like I use anything else. Like there's nothing there's nothing exciting about it once you get it. Um, and so but with- and then you'll,
1: wake up, you'll probably wake up the next morning and then, you know, have your coffee, what at your breakfast, look at the computer and go. And not in a bad way, or maybe not even in a good way either. I waited three months for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you well, I, I, in all honesty, I, I, I waited. Th- it's not even for me. I waited three months for it to for my guys because, uh, like, like I. The computer I'm using right now is perfectly fine for what I do, podcasting. But when we're doing right. films, it's a whole other game. And so this thing is going to be—it, it, I mean, it's it's going to be great for the guys using it. Like I'll be using it, but like they're they're going to be using it the way it's supposed to be used. So it's more of like a gift to my guys. Uh, but so like like to this 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 idea here though with the the um the the CERN and and the, the cryptids and all that stuff. And you said of how it's all connected. Um, uh, I, right. I like I it really is. Uh, I'm start like I've mentioned this several times. I I talked about it on Sam Tripley's show. Like I'm starting a brand new podcast. Uh, I'm working on the logistics of how we're going to actually form it and everything. I think it's gonna be a, a seasonal type show. But um, I came across a story that is literally taking it, it, it. Like I feel like I found the centerpiece of this puzzle that all this other stuff plugs into and it's absolutely crazy, but it's all connected. And, um, I would say, I want to say this too. Uh, so I, where I live in, uh, Tennessee, uh, right outside Knoxville, I'm not far from a place in Tennessee called Oak Ridge, which is a particle accelerator, just like CERN on a smaller level. Um, and I've run into people who, work there in fact, somebody that that works there at a very in a very high position there uh, lives in my neighborhood. Um, I've, I've met people who are who work there. I, I, I'd be careful because I don't know how much he wants me to say I want because he's probably gonna come on the show at some point. He's a friend of mine now uh, but let's just put it this way he was hired to be a sniper at Oak Ridge and I said, what are you sniping And he's like things that come out of portals and I thought he was kidding. I thought he was kidding. Until I talked to him this past weekend at a birthday party that we met up at again, and he's like, no, I was serious. I was like, what? Do you know who you're talking to, man? Like, you're <laughs> you're killing me. But um, it- this speaks. Can I just say very
1: quickly, yeah. Tony, this speaks to the, the concept of split realities with respects to, again, when people say, oh, realities are splitting. Well, everyone's like, "What? Well, I don't get it. It's supposed to be something, you know, coming from the sky, splitting us up or whatever. This, we're seeing it in motion right now. People talk about Project Bluebeam. I think we're experiencing Project Bluebeam, yes. if you want my honest opinion. Can, this this speaks to that. Yeah.
0: Can you tell yeah. people real quick what Project Bluebeam is, just in case they haven't heard of it? Because I know like well, this whole show is spawned yeah. by somebody who didn't know what CERN was.
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. This, uh, and again, Mr. Uh, Alvarez, I think. Not trying to laugh yeah. at you, sir. No, not um, at all. The... uh sorry, forgive me. What was, Oh, blue beam. The, well, first off the project blue book was something started by the air force shortly after world war II, which was to investigate, you know, the UFO and all this kind of stuff. And they said they found nothing. Don't worry about it. They shut it down. Yada, yada. I'm, we're going to, th- that's a whole other freaking conversation. Yeah. They shut
0: down MK ultra too. They shut down MK ultra too. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. You know what that, you know what MK <laughs> ultra is now called life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you don't need a project name. It is the it is the project. Right, so anyways, project of life. Thing is that, <laughs> right. Um. The so Bluebeam, for example. The reason it was called that, as I understand it, I could be wrong, but it was that people always saw blue beams emitting from the craft when they abducted cattle or, you know, people or this or that, whatever. And Project uh, Blue Book, excuse me, was an Air Force investigation. And then over the years, there was this, um, you could say, rumor, scuttlebutt, as they call it, uh, you know, talk about something called Project Blue Beam, which was emitting a holographic uh a simulation or emulation of a bunch of craft. Or even Jesus, the second coming of Christ, or something like this, entering the planet, and in, in order to, in order for the military-industrial complex to justify a fear-based uh, narrative to limit the rights of the people, that's generally the, the the gist of it, as I understand it. Please, please tell me, Tony, if I if I missed anything. But no, you're right. that's uh that that's as I understand it. That's that's blue beam. That's the speculation of it. People say, you know, again, uh, do we? Uh, Dave, do you rule that out? Here's the thing. There's an academic paper by Gere Riviere, a PhD, uh, called Holographic Morphogenetics Structuring of Our Uh, 12-Strand DNA. In pure theory, and I don't mean to get be a smartass here, in pure theory, just like the CIA documents, which we can debate on if it's accurate or not, we're living in a hologram that then provides, again, bioreceptive feedback to our nervous system that then tells our brain in a neural sense from an electrical, electromagnetic pulsation perspective that what I'm holding is physical, what I'm touching, you know, where I am right now is all that there is. So in theory... I, that's why I say we're living in blue beam. I would dare to argue that we're living in a holographic substrate type reality. Now I could be very wrong. Let me be clear. But when I look at some of the, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up one last thing. I, I brought this up on the Twitter Spaces uh, last night as well. When we look for ex- people talk about, oh, you know, human DNA manipulation and alteration. Oh, and people that dismiss it and say it's nonsense. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, not to you, Tony, because I'm sure you'd agree with me here. But GMOs, genetically modified foods, for example, that's being that that's not a conspiracy. That's a known thing. You, you know, you go to farmers. They got they, they know all this. Why would that? Not, if, let's just scale that up. In fractals right let's macro micro let's scale that up why would or could that not have been applied in a classified program underground literally or metaphorically or both to attempt to be done on humans i mean you have for example someone by the name of michael levin Recently, he's he's the guy with the xenobots and all of that, or the xenofrogs or that kind of stuff. He talks about how it's of his understanding. There seems to be, from an, at least an electrical perspective, some type of underlying blueprint to our reality that seems to understand archetypally. This speaks even to the Jungian archetypes, that there's a face, there has to be a bipedal formation, of, of which is why Sasquatch is bipedal humanoid two arms two legs gray aliens or bipedal there's it's sort of like when you enter a video game isn't it you have to conform to the code of that video game you can't take a call of duty player and throw them into grand theft auto it's not going to work you need to conform to the code of grand theft auto so that's where i go there wow
0: All right, friends, for our last sponsor today, we have HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh farm, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Savor every last second of summer HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week. If there's nothing else in this world that you want to support. It's the farmer right now in today's world. So if there's nothing else you should be doing, it should be ordering from HelloFresh that supports the farmer and their product. Get that Farm Fresh good good delivered right to your door ASAP with HelloFresh. And I'll just tell you guys, HelloFresh has now been kicking it up a notch with HelloFresh quick and easy recipes, 20-minute meals with low prep and low cleanup, and that is extremely important right now because we're all sending the kids off to school, and that means... It's going to be cramped in the evenings, getting the kids' homework done, getting them in the bed because they got to get up for school. It means less time to be cooking, and that's why it's good to have HelloFresh quick and easy recipes. So... What are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use confessional16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use code confessional16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. It really is a great deal, friends. Free food freeze for me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 right now so the, the with Pl- project Bluebeam, let, let me just uh say this because you said it, it's you know mk ultra life whatever but uh, project blue beam is becoming life um i, I think it, it it's it, we are we are seeing signs of them playing with it uh and i think that they are trying to uh maybe condition the people i don't know but like we we saw i think right. it was uh, a year or two ago Uh, AOC. They projected AOC above the Capitol building. Uh, and it was an image of her crying at the border wall. And uh, so like that—that kind of screams that to me. But on a more conspiratorial level, uh, I, I, I had this idea and thought. So, as somebody who uh, is a Christian and uh, comes from that theological foundation, um and 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 being growing up at, as not only just an evangelical christian but a pentecostal christian like 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 there's different denominations and so like sure. uh, i i personally view myself theologically as a hybrid i'm more reformed in certain areas more pentecostal in others um anyway you're not here for that anyways to, to get to my point um i uh i started thinking about this idea of in the bible it says how when christ comes back Um, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And thinking about the logistical nightmare of that, you know, on a global scale... And I started thinking things about, like, how, you know, okay, well, we have the internet today, so it could be pretty instantaneous. Like, I mean, we just had, uh, if people don't know, we just, like, yesterday, the Congo and UN had a, a, a interaction, and there's these uh, Congonian, Congonian people, probably about a dozen, standing at a town gate, and the UN vehicles were on the other side, and they were protesting, and all of a sudden, UN just lit them up and fired at them and killed, killed, they officially say two people i'm seeing reports of uh, uh, around 10 or more people dead but i saw pictures of like a seven eight year old with a bullet hole in his side and so like the u.n peacekeepers lit up the the, the, this these these civilians and that was instantaneous it it happened immediately like we like at least i saw it with the sources i'm tuning in you're not going to hear about it on fox news or cnn i'm sure um but so i was like okay so the logistics of it may be that but then how do you get around the idea of, uh, of this, this uh, what, what would be called a rapture, where the Christ comes and he takes his people with him, right? This, this resurrection and all that. Right. Uh, and I started thinking about Project Bluebeam and how we already have a functioning arm of the government called the media, and that's filled with propaganda. And people, it's to the point that people are, uh, they, they know they're, they're being brainwashed and they still accept it. They, they still, they still understand. Seems to be, this speaks to, forgive me for cutting you off, this speaks
1: to even what we were saying just, uh, just under an hour ago at the beginning regarding even in academia, you're a physicist, stay in your lane, FU. It gets that emotional right. rile up. Me. Yeah.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's yeah. what, what CNN, Chris Cuomo said years ago when the WikiLeaks were happening and stuff, he said to the audience, he said, this isn't safe for you to read. It's safe for us to read. We'll read it and we'll tell you what's in it. That's what he said on air. And so it goes to that idea that it's like, stay in your lane and- I don't right. do good with that. So, uh anyways, so I started thinking about that and uh I started thinking, you know what? I could see this actually happening where it's a merger of propaganda and technology to pull this off where uh Christ doesn't come back. So, like like actually, you know what? Let's let's actually reverse this. There's different ways to think about it. So, let's just say Christ does come back and there's this 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 rapture this this taking of of the the people of the Christian faith. And the day after, let's call it the day after, then you have an entire world left to explain what just happened. And we see this whole push with the the with the acknowledgement of UFOs and the possible of extraterrestrial life form or interdimensionalism. Like I literally could see them saying that uh that, that wasn't Jesus Christ. That was actually an extraterrestrial that came and took all the bigot christian racist people from this earth and now we can ascend humanity to another level through transhumanism
1: like i i got I, something i got a question i got a question you can ask your your doe guy if if he agrees to ever come on the show I was looking at and this speaks to what you just said here. I was looking at a 2016 this is public information, anyone can look this up. Um congressional appropriations budget for the Department of Energy for fiscal year 2016. And one of the th- and this is one of those things where you look at it's like many pages, 70 something pages and it's obviously the pa- one of those packages that Congress just signs off on, which again speaks to the the they say not deliberate, but I think low key deliberate uh, disconnect between policymakers and the intelligence world. But anyway, that's a different conversation. But because if yeah, if you get leverage on these politicians and anyways, you control them, the whole thing. But the point is, is that one on one of those uh, one, on that list um, of the appropriations budget fiscal year 2016 was event cloning at exascale. What does that mean? Here's the thing. When classified projects or programs are disseminated into an appropriations budget to be able to be signed off on by policymakers, it's almost as if they're keeping it vague because of how much it encompasses, isn't it? You see what I'm saying? Event cloning at exascale. Now, there's one other thing as well that I found quite interesting which is that pertaining to the concept of consciousness I'll be the first one to tell you I don't claim to know what it is or you know what what it's made up of or I'm not going to sit here and be like I know what consciousness is no but I've been pondering an idea from a paranormal perspective that I think you and your audience will will resonate and appreciate which is imagine okay so we know for example that when you have a hacker that penetrates say for example uh Say a hacker is trying to hack into the CIA server. What the CIA will allegedly do, I got to say allegedly, but what the CIA will allegedly do is for counterintelligence purposes, they won't kick the hacker out of the server. That's probably the dumbest thing you could do. Why? You Because you want to see what they're looking for, because then that will tell you their their interests and who they're reporting back to and all of this. They'll transfer the hacker in real time without the hacker knowing or realizing from the server to a bullshit server with bs info and let them dig around for as long as they want wow hold on a second could that be done with consciousness
0: wow (laughs) wow i don't see why not i don't see why not well and then and then correlate that with the appropriations
1: budget data-driven information i'm not just pulling this out of my ass with event doe event cloning at exascale. What the heck does that mean? Could that have anything to do with potentially CERN and the correlation between the overlapping of Mandela effect experiences? I'm not saying wow. it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just asking the question. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to be that type of person that deliberately, you know, stirs the pot and goes, I'm just asking questions. I'm not trying to be that guy. <laughs> but I, I look at that. I'm going to call a spade a spade here, brother, for, for you and your audience. But I, I look at that and I say, well, it hasn't been disproven. But it hasn't been proven either. So I that's something that I personally we we explore this on the uh on on our uh, on our, our, our Patreon as well. This is something as well. I we leave it on the table until there's enough data to take it off.
0: Yeah. And I think I think, and, I think that's maybe there never will be. Who knows? I, I mean, in all honesty, I hope not, because if there if everything's taken on the table, I'm out of a job. So Dude, <laughs> you, know, you know
1: you know what scares me actually, believe it or not? The concept that there are certain people in the world that think and believe that. And I'm not trying to, I'm just talking even about the average person that all they know is they feel all they, anyone ever needs to know. That's what scares me. What scares me is not, is is not, um, the unknown. What scares me is the known knowing that you're going to wake up the next day and do the same thing over and over again. That's what scares me for me. It's the exploration side of it is, is the fun part. Yes, that's you. You see what I'm saying,
0: dude. Yeah. I, I'm the same way, it, like in such a real sense. Uh, and I, I'm going to steer us back to Oak Ridge here in a second, but I, I want to comment on that. Like, it, it, like, I can't tell you, and it, maybe not everybody feels this way because I, I really do think that there are some people who are just you know that like this is where my life landed. I'm happy here, and I'm fine doing. For me, especially as an extroverted person who always had a deep sense of, hey, I want to kind of be an impactful person in this world. Uh, driving a tractor trailer for 12 to 14 hours a day alone in my truck was not fulfilling. And knowing every day I was going to wake up before my family woke up, go to work, drive alone all day long, come home when my family's in bed sleeping already, and not having a communication or contact with my family or the people in this world was not an option for me. And that's- Something is taking the joy, to your point, something's taking the joy away from the journey. Yes. Something's moving it. Like, like, exactly. Like the the joy was way gone, and I, I, honestly, I can't, I can't express to the audience how grateful I am to be given a platform with a podcast where I feel like I my my life's um, goal, my my, my inward uh, motivations of my life have been fulfilled and are being fulfilled through these platforms and the podcasting and filmmaking, like, like. I can't express how dead I was before I started podcasting. I was a human. And I also human. say,
1: too, I want to thank you, Tony, and I'm not trying to kiss your ass because I'm on your show, but in, in the sense of the same way somebody drops a rock into a pond and it ripples, there, this ripple effect could be done in a positive manner. So I want to thank you and I want to thank your audience, man, because unfortunately, in the next minute or two, I got to get going, but... I want to thank you, you and your audience, for not just not just you, Tony, for me on, but for your audience being able to to take the time to not just, of course, support Tony here, but to be able to listen to what Tony is providing. Genuinely, that's that, in my opinion, that's the value. That's more. That's worth more than any financial currency of any kind. So, right thank you.
0: So, all right, let me just say say this quick story, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, Oak Ridge being Oak Ridge is where they designed the nuclear bomb that was, that was used in world war II. And the yeah. guy I bought my cow off of, yes, I have a cow, but not a live cow, a dead cow. I, 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 I was hungry uh, and I, it's in the freezer now, but <laughs> the, the guy I bought the cow off of, I was talking about what I do. And he said, growing up around here, talking to old timers that they, when they were building Oak Ridge, they were seeing a lot of these white bigfoot creatures in this area. And, And it kind of goes to what you were talking about with the Bigfoot and these creatures being seen in these military areas in Pennsylvania, where I came from, all across Pennsylvania, North north pennsylvania east to west into ohio uh, a white bigfoot was being seen and i strongly believe that there is a deep underground military base in the allegheny national forest of pennsylvania and so it kind of goes to this whole idea of this at least bigfoot if not white bigfoot being possibly not just a natural creature but something that was brought in by these organizations maybe as some kind of physical slash spiritual guardian to these stargates or whatever do you want me to to add to, if I can further that very quick, if you like, got time, I'm fine.
1: Stuff. Sure, th- I, Yeah. I got, I got like a minute, minute and a half. Then I got a jet, but I, I will say in, uh, in a, very respectful manner. This is something that on patreon.com/slash generation z we pursue often. And for those that say, well, what what do you, you know, how do you get around the censorship on Patreon? We use currently uh Dropbox shareable links until I'm able to save up enough, you know, for a website and all of this kind of stuff. But the point is is we've been exploring this concept or idea of when you look for example at the um the Nazca lines, not the ley lines, the Nazca lines. The Nazca lines are identical to the Orion constellation. Not only that, but they're also identical to the alleged deep underground military base, uh, map of North America. They lock in over top each other. And not only that, but they're also allegedly identical. And I say, I could, I say this very carefully because this is when it starts to get a little iffy, but, um, identical to the, uh, the Nazi death camps. This, and that would speak to Operation Paperclip, how you know the 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 Soviets got the telekinesis and the the parapsychology and the extrasensory perception guys. The Americans got uh the materials and propulsion knowledge, uh, science based guys. Werner von Braun, Hermann Oberth, that all of that. But what I find quite peculiar is they all lock in almost as if there's some type of esoteric non physical entity that is entities maybe that that are using physical tools like cern to continue some type of operation for better or worse is not for me to say i don't know but to your point and in bigfoot sasquatch um all over the place i i i have my
0: own theories on that too but yeah yeah all right I, so I, I so all right real last question are we living in stranger things how real is stranger things my humble opinion and and again,
1: we go into this very extensively uh on on patreon dot com slash generation Z, I uh, i think stranger things is a scaled back version
0: yes to tell you. yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. I just, I was just live on Instagram the day before you and I recorded. I was in the drive thru at Chick fil A. God bless Chick fil A. And I was telling right. people that very thing. I was telling them, listen, you watch Stranger Things, that's normal compared to what we actually are in right now. Like the world we right. live in right now is is far more strange than what they're portraying. Normal,
1: you, the, the quote unquote normal world is the conspiracy.
0: Yes. In oh. my opinion. You are you're, you're speaking my love language right now. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, I I know you got to go uh tell the people where they can find you again so they can fall in love with you in the show. Thank you so much, man. Uh because of some of the stuff that we touch
1: on content wise, um I I I can be found at Generation Z Podcast, ZED uh, podcast at uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh a Podbean, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And the more specifically, we go much, much more deeper into all of this on uh, Patreon.com/slash Generation Z. We do not only from a content perspective. We have a, a unique series. We bring in people uh, esoteric based, nuts and bolts based, philosophical based, uh, archetypally based, paranormal, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bigfoot, uh, all of this stuff. We bring in. We do our best to bring in every piece of that metaphorical pie. Astrology. Um, all of this, but we also do two to four times per week group zoom calls where we basically just do what we're doing now and just sort of like a you know open forum think tank Um there's a lot of stuff on there that I will never put on the YouTube so uh we have three different packages for 8-12 bucks a month you, get, you see stuff you know days sometimes weeks before they go public as well when, the, when they do go public and again uh, patreon.com slash generation Z and I truly Tony from the bottom of my heart man I can't thank you enough thank you so much
0: absolutely man I appreciate you Coming on the show and sharing some knowledge with the people. Uh, Hopefully this uh, educated some of the people as to what CERN is. They probably have a lot more questions now, but uh, we can save them for another time. Uh, Listen, man, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, man. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show, just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do, To help the show grow, share the show. And also, if you want, go ahead and leave that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you so choose, or your podcast-playing app of choice. That helps as well, but not as much as you just sharing the show, and we greatly appreciate that. Friends, all right, before we get out of here, I want to share with you a story that I was going to share on this recording, but then I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. Happens a lot, actually. There's a lot of times where we're doing an interview, we're talking to somebody, they're rolling, and I'm just keeping my mouth shut and letting them do their thing. And when it's my turn to talk, I'm like, what was I going to say? It was really good. Well, that happened on this. And so I didn't say it, but I'm going to say it now because I remember. And so what I was going to talk about was this idea of CERN and altering the reality that we live in and how that could possibly play out and look like. And I had just heard a story this past week, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And I was going to ask him if he thought that could relate to CERN, but he's not here right now. So I'll just share the story with you. And you guys can let me know in the comments section on Instagram of this show art what you think this could be. Is it CERN related or something totally different? What are your thoughts? I heard a story this past week about a guy who checked into work. He went into work. He works at a juvenile detention facility. And when he got to work on a normal night, he gets in there and his boss looks at him kind of funny and says, why are you here? And he said, well, I've got to work today. It's my shift. I got, I'm here. And the boss says, well, you just called out sick earlier today saying you weren't feeling good because of, I guess you had to clean up something from the storm. And I guess they had a storm the night before." and uh he called out sick saying that he was not feeling well from whatever happened during the storm and so he looked at his boss kind of strange and he said well i didn't call out sick you must be confusing me with somebody else that you know called out sick today so he goes on his way and he does a shift and i guess some weird things happened during the shift and on his I guess he was in his break. He was either on his break in the break room, or I think maybe he was in the control room, he said, where uh, I guess they control all the doors in the prison and things like that. And his boss comes in, the shift manager sits down with him and starts talking about how this situation where he called out sick and now he's here working. And they were kind of hashing it out. And they both agreed. It was very strange. Like his boss is like, no, you called and said you weren't coming, and now you're here, and you say you don't remember doing that. I'm a little concerned for you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're in charge of these doors with these inmates, so I'm a little concerned that you're saying you don't remember calling in sick. And so they were talking it back and forth, and he's like, let's just put this to bed, and I'm going to call my wife, and she's going to tell you I'm not sick, and I never called in sick. And so he calls his wife, and it rings once, it rings twice, and then the phone picks up. And there's a man on the other side says, hello, in like a raspy voice. And he's kind of taken back and he looks at the phone. He looks at his boss and his boss is like, yo, bro, you just stumbled into something that you shouldn't have. You found your wife's little dirty secret. And he's just like, you know, a million thoughts are running through his head. And he's trying to come up with words of, uh, you know, this is my, he looks at his phone. Yep. This is my wife's number who is this you know and he asked for his wife and the guy said she's in bed sleeping who is this and he's like freaking out he doesn't know what to say he doesn't know what to do he's pissed off because there's a man on his wife's phone why is there a man at his house to begin with and what what is this she's sleeping crap like this is my wife who are you and this guy goes This is Tyler, her husband. Who are you? And the guy I'm telling this story from, his name's Tyler. And so he's like, there's something crazy going on here. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going home and I'm getting to the bottom of this and how my wife has another man pretending to be me at my house right now. And he closes up shop. He leaves his shift. He goes home and he drops his phone. And when he dropped his phone, his boss picked it up, and he heard his boss pick up the phone and and i guess said something to the guy, or the guy said something to him, and his boss is like, "Oh my god," and he just Tyler just keeps running he he goes home and he 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 flies home, gets there, and uh he kind of goes barging through the door, and his wife's sitting there on the couch watching t v and it's like, "Oh, you're home what what's up and he's like what do you mean? What's up? Where's the dude? Like I thought you were supposed to be sleeping and you know, he's totally confused. And she is totally confused. He talks to her about what happened. She's baffled. He's baffled. And so after a little bit, things settle down. He's like, "Uh, okay. He goes back to work. And so when he gets back to work, his boss is there, gets his phone, And his boss says that he talked to the guy on the other end of the line when he dropped the phone, and he said the guy sounded just like Tyler. And so Tyler has no idea what's going on here. All he knows is that this guy, supposedly earlier in the day, called him out sick from work because of the storm they had the previous night and how he was cleaning something up and got sick and couldn't be in anymore. Tyler shows up, boss is confused. And so when Tyler calls his wife, this guy answers the phone, the guy that called him out sick and sounds like a a raspier type of person, a voice, like maybe he was sick. And then when the boss talks to him, it sounds just like Tyler, but he just saw Tyler leave. So the boss is like, yo, how are you doing this? Like, what like, what kind of game and prank is this? Tyler's like, this is no prank. I have no idea what's going on. So it's kind of a weird, glitchy kind of story. That's all I know of the story. I don't know whatever came of it, if anything else ever happened. But what I do notice is that There is this idea of a storm, and then the glitch happened after the storm. And what I wanted to ask Dave was, had he ever heard of storms popping up around these particle accelerators, and do they possibly have an extension of a portal, or are they uh, the force of a portal that could alter reality as we know it in its present time? Because to be honest with you, living not far from Oak Ridge, we've been having some weird storms around here recently. If you look at the Instagram account for the confessionals, I think I posted on there. If if I didn't post it on there, I posted on my personal Instagram account, Tony Merkel official. It's one of those two. Uh, I posted a video of me and Alex from the other week, the Bigfoot hunter outside at midnight. And there's this like lightning storm going on. It was kind of weird. It got weirder as the night went on. People who lived closer to Oak Ridge reported crazy storms, crazy storms. Like the one guy that lived in the area reported, and this is on his Facebook page. uh, We're friends. He's, I met him when I moved down here, but he, he has a, a, a separate building from his house that he works out of. He has his own business. And he was scared to go back in his house because of how strong this storm was. And I just had that birthday party I went to that I mentioned on this episode. I believe I mentioned it on this episode. I don't remember now. But I was just at a birthday party this past weekend, and I was talking to people who have been living around here for a long time. And they all were saying that recently they've been having storms that are just totally like uncharacteristic for this area. And as somebody who's not from this area, I have no gauge. I have no idea but they say that this is an this is this these storms are absolutely totally out of character and they've been popping up since CERN fired up and i'm wondering is there some kind of connection that CERN has with Oak Ridge and if that's if it's true if it's true i don't know if it's true but i'm just theorizing thinking out loud if there's some kind of quantum we talked about quantum stuff on this show if there's some kind of quantum connection between CERN and Oak Ridge Those aren't the two only particle accelerators in this country, in this world. And China's right now planning on building a particle accelerator that is bigger than CERN, which CERN is 17 miles in diameter. So, what does that mean? You know, so I started thinking about are these things connected and are the storms a result of maybe CERN powering up and being connected to Oak Ridge? And I could tell you guys some stories about Oak Ridge. But that said, it just makes me wonder. Are these weird matrixy glitches that people have experiences with uh, a result of what we're doing with these particle accelerators, whether it's Oak Ridge or CERN or the one that's going to be in China or wherever else they are? It makes you wonder: do they do they have the ability to uh, alter reality in that sense? I would guess yes. If we're going down this bizarro rabbit hole, I would guess yes. But I will just say this: these Places are far more strange and reality altering for you personally than you can fathom. If you came to the true understanding of what these places are doing and how they operate and what they got going on, you will literally think that the TV show Stranger Things is a cakewalk. And recently, people have Been criticizing me for talking so much about portals and how, oh, Merkel thinks that the upside down is real. You heard Dave say it on the show, and I agreed with him. Stranger Things is actually reality light, it's far stranger than what you're seeing on Stranger Things. And I can prove it. And I'm going to do that moving forward and in the future. I've talked about it several times. I'm going to be starting a new podcast where I'm going to focus on a story that fell into my lap, that really has blown my mind and has so much information tied into it that I cannot possibly make it part of the confessionals. It's that big. It has to be its own entity. And when I come out with this podcast, you're going to start seeing, start seeing what I know and why I say certain things so matter-of-factly. You guys have to really remember and understand the history we've built together. We've been together for five years, and in five years, I've told you over and over again, I've never seen Bigfoot. I've never had a dogman encounter. I don't tell you if I've had experiences if I didn't have those experiences. I've never been in the business of BSing my audience at all. So when I say that I know something, as far as I know it to be true, I'm telling you factual information. And so when I go online, whether it's my show or social media, and I say that portals are real and things are coming through, when I say that when you watch Stranger Things, that's far more real than you are comfortable with, It's not because I'm a child living in la-la land, wanting to believe what I see on TV is true. If that was the case, that would have come out years ago because I would have been saying that about everything that tickles my fancy. The reality is I've come across information, real information, that 99.9% of the listening audience has never come across. And I plan on presenting it to you through a new podcast that I'm working on right now in development. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed this little extra 15-minute segment here at the end of the show. Kind of took some twists and turns, but I just kind of wanted to talk with you guys one-on-one. I hope you guys have a great week moving forward. Until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. And it's been pissing a lot of people off recently. Bye.
1: fly. A boy knows all can enjoy thy ride, but the matrix don't care. We enjoy cloud 63 Nicola, no order particularly. Your yeah. dreams of the crack cell, but we know the crack on sell. So if it's a fair, but don't work well, I wasn't here when Reagan was a cartel. Push a bar, do I rap? Do I sing? Do I preach? I don't know. Do I lack anything via love? No, I don't. But we got to be a warrior too,
0: because that's just what warriors do.
1: Jesus, I'm a chimera, looking at these gold years, flying by by fair force. They not yeah. that off of the food too, analytics they used
0: to recruit you. Yeah.
1: War is a painting that sets on your son's They don't want an individual, just a no. carbon copy. You in that manicotti, yeah, I'm talking saucy. Woo. All they want to build is a prison world full of pet tamagotchis. They ah. become a They got me out of body like I'm Goku SS3. Woo. They want to push me to the center like a cell. They want to spin up at the center of the nexus, me. Yeah.